Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 158 of Cat Talk Radio. Today, we're going to talk about Zoomies. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And I hear about that a lot. It's a situation that a lot of you that reach out to me um, ask questions about is, uh, is cat zoomies. Not zombies, but zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, before we jump into that topic today, I want to start with our bonding tip of the week. This new bonding tip of the week is sponsored by Vitacraft. They make the product I talk about a lot called Lick and Lap that I use in the shelters when we're doing training and things with cats. They make another product called Surprise, which is a little more liquidy. It's a great food topper. And they make Purr Sticks. And they have a new product that's kind of a jellied consistency. Haven't had the opportunity to try that one yet, but I'm looking forward to, to do that. And you know why I like their products so much, Dewey? Why do you like their products so much, Molly? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're training cats in a shelter, and I say training, when you're behavior modification working with cats in the shelter, you know, it's real important that we come up with a high-value treat. That's real important when you're working with your home cats, too. can't just be the normal old, you know, temptations, hard go-to treat. It's got to be something that's kind of different and really knocks their socks off or knocks their paws off maybe. <laughs> and, and so, you know, in the shelter setting, I was using, I'd hate to even mention another brand. Let's just say I was using another brand of a kind of a squeeze up treat, you know, and it was okay for about 50% of the cats, maybe 40% of the cats really liked it. But the others, you know, it, it just wasn't that super high value treat that we look for. And then I met um, the Vitacraft people at Global Pet Expo. You know, their their roots are really in small animal and bird feed. And they just started getting into the cat space, cat treat space. And they gave me some samples and I took them and I used them in the shelter. And I was amazed, like every cat I worked with just really went crazy over it. Like, you know, lick, 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 like taste, taste, taste. And then, oh my God, let me have more of that kind of reaction. So I really like it. I like it because of its palatability, but I digress. So, you know, I, I last week I introduced the bonding tip of the week. And now, you know, just kind of telling you why we use food to bond with animals or cats in particular, more so than like affection. And now I want to dive into some, some simple action items, things you can actually do to bond better with your cat. And I want to start off with the treat toss. And it's real simple. You just take a solid treat. I like to use the purse sticks because they're, they're like a meat stick and they're scored so you can break them into smaller pieces. And they're still softish, so they're easy for cats to eat. But you toss it across the room. 
obviously get your cat's attention first. So they're watching you and then toss the treat and watch your cat go running after it. And then when they discover, oh my gosh, it's a treat, they'll come running back towards you for more. And, you know, for even greater enrichment, toss that treat under something like under the curtains or under a chair or somewhere that they, it goes out of sight because then your cat actually has to forage for it. And that's actually better enrichment because foraging activities mimic natural cat behaviors. So treat toss really increases the bond between the two of you because it's like a dog fetching a ball. They'll come back to you for more. And they're very aware of where the orientation of that treat is. And of course, on audio podcasts, I can't really demonstrate it to you, but I did do a video of this bonding tip. In fact, we're doing videos of the bonding tip of the week every week, and we're posting them to our social media, and which would be on Facebook and Instagram. And we're also putting it on the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org forward slash bonding. So I hope you're enjoying our bonding tip of the week. Now I want to jump into this Zoomy topic and welcome my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hi, everyone. Hello, all of you out there in that great big cat world. And hello to my beautiful wife and the host of this amazing show. So, zombie cats, huh? Wow. <laughs> no, zooming cats. Oh, man. I would like to talk about the zombie cats. I know I you would. I wonder if there really were zombie cats anywhere. No, (laughs) just like those weren't alien lights we saw out in the water last night. (laughs) And no, it wasn't Bigfoot you saw. That'd be an awesome (laughs) show, the zombie cats. Well, I think there should be like a a rock band called the zombie cats. Now that would be kind of (laughs) cool. Okay, zoomies, zoomies. All right. I, I guess I'm probably should think about this a little bit like, when they race around the room and bounce off the walls, I guess that's kind of the zoomy. Yep. And I remember Pico when he was a kitten and he was running around in the middle of the night and he hit the fireplace mantle oh. and knocked off a precious vase. A friend of ours gave us for our wedding gift. Is it, is that what we're talking about? Something like that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Zooming, like that. Zoom, zoom. Okay. You know, someone asked me the other day what I call Pico, you know, cause every dog and cat has about 20 nicknames, right? They have their names and then their nicknames. And I can remember I called him, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> or little shit. You yeah. little shit. Sorry. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was one of those um, endearing names after that. That was, was just horrible. And it shattered in a gazillion pieces. It wasn't even like we could glue it back together. So yes, like that. And I think that is one of the reasons why people get concerned about this behavior in cats. Um, as a matter of fact, I had three people reach out to me recently about, about this. I'm on a, about their cats going cuckoo. So, and I think they worry about that too. I think they worry that, you know, something's wrong with my cat, either mentally or physically. But I want to read to you um, a couple of little excerpts of these people that have reached out, just so you kind of get an idea of what they're dealing with. One of them says, she runs uncontrollably through the apartment, literally bouncing off the walls, furniture, me. She doesn't listen. She's not allowed on the counters, and I'm constantly telling, gently nudging her off. 
She leaps up at my legs when I walk around the apartment, especially when I'm feeding her. Someone else says, he has wild zooms nightly. And someone else says, he's in hyper-aggressive play mode 80% of the time. He wants to be near us, but claws and bites while purring. If we try to interact with him, we can't trust him with my child because he lures the child in with his tail flicking and licks him <laughs> and then quickly bites or claws him. He chases when we're not playing Claws or bites our ankles. He does not sit with us or on our laps, but he does want to be near us. <laughs> wow. So, you know, that's funny. She lures him with the flicking of the tail. Uh -huh. <laughs> Come on, little gooey. Yeah. And actually, so, you know, that's a that's really a, a sign of, um, of overstimulation. And we remember we did a podcast on overstimulation back a couple weeks ago. So that's another good one to listen to because that's not just general zoomies. That's a little more specific to that. And the tail flicking behavior can be associated with overstimulation. So if your cat's like that, go back and listen to that podcast also. So why do you think cats go bonkers? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but of course, on the top of my mind, the, the biggest reason is age. You know, when they're under 24 months, they, they can they absolutely just have zoomies. And, and the younger they are, the zoomier they are. I mean, you remember when Pico went through that stage when he was, you know, probably six months, six, seven, eight months old. It's, they just go crazy. And another Reason would be pent up energy and maybe even attention seeking. So how could that possibly be attention seeking, right? Uh, are you saying that they do it on purpose just so we'll react? Is that it? Oh, yeah, that's pretty much cat behavior in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've talked about this before, but I always say cats are masters of manipulation they watch what we do very, very closely, especially how we respond to things. And they're just very, very perceptive of cause and effect. So what I mean is if they do something and you look or respond or worse yet, pick them up, you know, they're, they're just going to do it again. So if you just ignore the wall bouncing episodes, they'll just all go away. Well, sometimes if, you know, if that's truly what's triggering that behavior, you know, driving that behavior in, in animal behavior, we always say ignore behaviors and they'll fade out and then soon become extinct and pay attention to the behaviors you want to see more of. What if it's not attention seeking, though? What if it's just like pinned up energy? What causes energy to build up like that? Well, cats are like a steam cooker. If they can't expel the energy they normally would be doing in a natural setting, then it mounts up and they have to zoom around to deplete it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, what if you're in a wide open world and a wide open spaces? What kinds of things would they be doing in the wild to let off all that steam? They don't run around in a circle because it's wide open. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, we talk about what cats do in the wild for a reason, because they have evolved physically 
uh, and physiologically very little over the years. They still have a 96% DNA link to their wildcat ancestors. So they're studying their natural behaviors is very important in understanding why they do what they do and how to change what they do. You know, and, and hunting is a big one. They'll spend six hours a day hunting. That's, you know, stalking, chasing, leaping, pouncing, catching, struggling with prey and delivering that kill bite, you know, just that whole thrill of the chase. So I guess prey play is a good answer to helping with that, right? Do you have to prey play for six hours a day? Or, I mean, that would take up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're going to be the cat behavior person soon. <laughs> uh, no, not me. <laughs> well, so cats will eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. And, you know, mathematically speaking, and I'm certainly not the mathematician, but considering their kill ratio, you know, how, how many, let's say they eat 10 to 20 small meals. So they're successful in killing 10 to 20 um, mice or birds or combination thereof a day, but they don't, they don't score a hundred percent of the time. Right. So you go, well, how many times, you know, do they actually kill and eat, but they're attempting to eat many more times clearly than the 10 to 20 that they eat. And they don't hunt for a straight six hours a day. They do it on and off in that natural cat rhythm of hunt, eat, groom, sleep, you know, kind of going over and over and over all day long. So syncing that prey play with mealtime is a really good idea so that the meal is the end of that simulating part. You know, so you prey play, which gets the hunt, catch, kill, and then you get a meal delivered at the end of that. And that's very much like a natural rhythm. You know, and, and ideally in an indoor world, you know, so we can't let our cats just out. Okay, go out and hunt. That'll make you more, you know, it's more enrichment for you. I mean, you could, but they don't live very long outside. So ideally in an indoor world, a cat would get prey play at least hourly and probably a couple times an hour during those hours surrounding dawn and dusk. Why dawn and dusk? <clears throat> because cats are crepuscular. And a lot of people, especially you people who complain about your cat keeping you awake all night, seem to think that they're nocturnal and they're not. They're actually crepuscular, which means that they're most active at dawn and dusk. And the reasons for that are because their prey is, you know, moving around. Birds are getting out of their nests and starting to get up and chirping and scurrying around and mice are gathering their last things and, you know, and going back to their their little dens and stuff. So that's when their prey is most active and therefore that's when they're most active. Okay. So you're recommending we prey play <laughs> with our cat hourly and every 30 minutes for six of those hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you suggesting we set a timer and get up in the middle of the night to prey play with our Pico? <laughs> and how long does each prey play session need to last? Good Lord, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a full-time job if you put it that way. And, you know, of wow. course not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. You can't, you can't let our cats run our whole life. I mean, we have to have boundaries and we got to have good work-life 
cat balance. You know, they used to say you have to have a really good work-life balance. Well, I think you have to have a really good work-life cat balance. (laughs) But at a very minimum, I mean minimum, you have to pray play two times a day for at least 10 minutes. Now, more if your cat's under two years of age or older and just particularly energetic, you know, it's going to go a long way in burning off steam. You know, you can't just give them a box of toys or toss toys around and expect that they're going to pray play on their own. You know, we call it a simulated hunting experience for a reason. And you play the part of the prey and you got to be a good actor too. You got to learn how to move that one toy like prey moves, you know, whether it's a mouse and we're moving like a mouse or a bird and we're flying like a bird, you know, and, and you've got to do things like prey would do. They would hide like a mouse would, you know, tends to run around the edges and then darts behind things. So your little wand toy's got to do that. It's got to go out of sight that drives a cat crazy and they got to go see. And then when the cat gets it, don't just let go you know, struggle like it would a little if it was a a prey, an injured prey, move it like it's an injured prey. You know, don't, don't like, I'm not saying, you know, have a tug of war with the cat. It's because a a prey wouldn't do that. They, they, you know, try to get away and it would feel like a gentle tug on the end of the, of the wand. And then if you do get that toy back away from the cat, then make it move away like it's injured, you know, like a limping mouse. <laughs> you know, think about, think about, um, you know, those, those puppets that people work. I don't mm-hmm. even know what you call them, but, you know, they've got the, the strings on them and the people above. Um, is that a marionette? Is that what it is? I, anyway, but those puppets that have arms and legs and people above them, well, think about that. And the prey is on the end of your wand toy. You've got to really study prey and, and make it move naturally. You can't just pop it in your cat's face or pop it up in the air a couple of times ago. Well, he's not interested. You really got to do your part. Wow. I can see how hunting is probably the most active thing they do in the wild. But what other types of natural activities do they do that burn off all this energy? Yeah, hunting is by far the biggest. That's that's absolutely the the majority of their time other than sleeping. And of course, when they're sleeping, they're not burning off energy. But um, they spend a lot of time defending their territory. And, And I don't mean just fighting. Fighting is certainly part of that. But Territorial marking, you know, which includes perimeter walking. They walk around the perimeter of their territory, inspecting it, and then they spray things, and then they rub on things, and then they claw at things. Well, how do we simulate that in the home? Well, we certainly don't want to simulate the spring in the home. (laughs) That would not be a good idea. right. But um, think about creating activities at the perimeter of the house. And by that, I mean, install beds under windows or beds over windows like ours. We have a, you know, steps that go up to a bed above a really high window, like 10 foot off the ground. Um, put toys, you know, in, install toys on exterior walls, anything that will engage them at the perimeter of the home. 
And of course, adding scratching posts near outside windows and doors is good, like ours by the back sliding glass doors. You know, it's not in the middle of our living room, right to the right of our sliding glass doors. It's not an ideal location aesthetically, and it's not an ideal location for traffic pattern, but it's really the best for territorial marking by the window that he's most likely to see other animals outside. You know, I don't think I would have thought of the parameter placement, and I'm not sure I fully understood why you put the cat tree there, other than it is a stepping stone to the steps that go up to his bed that we built up yeah. there, which is an amazing place, and everybody loves to see him do that. I love to see him do that. And what else can we do, though, in the home to help level out some of that energy? Well, other than prey playing a lot and um, putting scratching posts, and more than one, by the way, we have several, put them by doors and windows and um, engaging in activities at the edge of the house. Um, feeding the right food would be important. By that, I mean species appropriate food. Cats are obligate carnivores. They really don't need much other than meat and water. Feed frequently, and this is a big one. Remember I said they eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. Most people feed their cats just twice a day, like you know, 6.30 in the morning and 6.30 at night. But that's not the way they eat in the wild. They like frequent meals. And we have a whole podcast on what and how to feed your cat. And there are food timers um, so that I'm not saying you feed them 10 to 20 times a day. We feed, you know, less than that, but um, smaller, more frequent meals, never free feeding. You know, you'd think allowing them access to food whenever they want it would be better. Like you just put out a bowl of dry food and let them come and go as they need it. But it's not that type of free feeding is actually stressful on your cat because that's not the way it happens in the wild. So feed meals throughout the day. We feed five times, four of those in person and one in a food timer. And if you need a link to a food timer or you want the link to that podcast, you can email me, molly at cattalkradio.com. You can also go on our website under Cat Talk Radio. There's a drop-down menu called the Cat Agories podcast. Cat Agories. <laughs> that, that's fitting. Cat Agories. Cat Agories and, uh, and zombies and no, zoomies. Not zombie cats. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there's a there's an index of all of our podcasts by uh, by topic, so you can maybe find it there too. I didn't realize the multiple meals also control the energy levels, but that almost makes sense, I suppose. What about treats? Can they be used to burn off energy, like the treat toss you mentioned in the behavior tip today? Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Treat toss is, is really great for helping to burn off energy. You know, we do it with Pico a lot, and we love doing it because he's so fun to watch <laughs> go taking off after him. It's very funny, but you can also use food puzzles to simulate the foraging activities that cats will do in the wild. So you hide food uh, or treats throughout the house, especially when you leave, you know, cats tend to just lay around and sleep while we're gone. So giving them something to do helps to burn off the energy when you're not there. That's important because when you are there, you're going to be prey playing. 
But when you leave, you could leave on cat TV on YouTube, like we do for Pico. And, and, you know, that's, they just watch prey. There's lots of channels where they have little squirrels and birds and mice and things like that. He loves to watch them. You could also put a bird feeder right outside the window. Like, like we have here at our friend's place where we're staying, they have a, a thistle sock that's attached to a, a suction cup on the window and the birds come right up against the window. And oh my gosh, Pico loves it. He spends so much time on that windowsill yeah. and then jumping at them and watching them all fly away. It's, it's very cool. Um, you can use hard treats in the food puzzles. We sell two food puzzles on our store that I like a lot because it requires them to have to develop two different skills. One is batting around a food puzzle. So, you know, with their nose or with their paw and the other is actually scooping it out. We call it a fishbowl because it's a roundish shape one and they scoop it out with their paw. And then, and so those are really great. And then you can also, you know, I, I'm not a fan of, of dry food. And so I like to use the wet treats like the lick and lap or surprise, but finding puzzles, wet food puzzles is difficult. They make what they call lick mats for dogs where they put wet food and it's like a slow feeder, but that's not really the same thing for cats. What I like to do is I take a coffee cup and I put the lick and lap inside the coffee cup, kind of, you know, towards the backish and on the sidewall towards the back. So I hold the coffee cup on its side, put the lick and lap in there. And then I lay the coffee cup on its side on a rubber mat and he has to reach in and get it on his paw and scoop it off or lick it off his paw. Oh, you turn the cup on its side so it doesn't roll around i got it yeah 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 and you and you put it on a rubber mat so that when he scoops it out it's not all over your floor it's a little easier to clean you know or you could put it on like a a placemat you know we have those plastic placemats that's a good thing to put them on too we have a a rubber like a line a lipped it's like a feeding map that's flat but then it has a lip around the edge so that's a good one also but yeah it just gives him things to learn to do and the treats are great to put in there because again it's wet treats he's getting hydration and he's having to learn to reach in the cup and scoop stuff out and lick it off his paw so those are good good opportunities yeah, and I understand that Vitacraft, the makers of the Surprise and the Lick and Lap, are offering a 20% off coupon on the Surprise product for the month of March. Yeah. So tell us how we can access that discount. That'd yeah, it's a good it's a good reason, you know, to go buy some. And I strongly suggest that. Go buy some Surprise and put it in a coffee cup and put a coffee cup on its side on the floor on a mat. And watch your cat learn how to get it out of there. And, you know, to get the coupons, you can join our mailing list. You can go on our website and join our mailing list and then you'll get it. But you can also go on to social media and we post those on Facebook and Instagram. And then if you just go on our site, we've, I've developed a, a bonding tip page where we're hosting those, those videos of the bonding tips. You'd go to catbehaviorsolutions.org 
forward slash bonding and you'll find the, the coupon links. It's, it's a coupon, by the way, for Amazon. It's 20% off the surprise product on Amazon, which is 20% off is a great deal. So Sure is. Wow, that'd be great. So what about things like walking your cat? You know, dog owners like dogs out, I mean, out to burn off energy. They walk them. So does it work the same way as cats? Well, any activity that isn't causing stress on your cat is, is good for burning off energy. You know, Pico loves going on walks where he gets to explore new places. We have him on a harness and a leash and loves to go on walks. And he loves to go, you know, for rides in the stroller, even though he's not actually doing the walking, he's getting pushed around. That's still good burning off energy. He's getting to see things. It's mentally stimulating you know, I remember us taking him when we were on a, a, a drive and we were out exploring ourselves. We went to Durango, Colorado, and we had him on the patio out there for lunch. And a lot of people were coming by and they loved to see him in this little, his little stroller. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, look, it's a cat. It's a cat. Some people thought it was a dog, but, you know, and there's lots of other places I think we've taken him in the stroller and. He's enjoyed that. I think uh, mm -hmm. that helps burn off a little energy there too. Huh? Mm -hmm. He, you know, he's so funny. He loves it. When people come up to him, we took him to lunch. We didn't have the stroller with us on this trip. And we stopped in Sedona on our way out here to the West coast and took him to lunch. And he had just sat in a chair at our table next to me. And he was, he kept looking at all the people and looking at all the people. And he tried to get down because he wants people to come up and pet him. And it took a long time for someone to come up and go, oh, can I pet your cat? And oh my gosh, he just, he loves it. He's a little attention hound. It's very funny. And then he likes to headbutt all around him and stuff like that. It's so cute. But, you know, unlike dogs, cats really don't need exercise. You know, they're not a species that's built for speed and endurance. Well, the cheetah cat is, but not our house cats. Think about how they expend energy in the wild. It's kind of small, short bursts of energy when they're hunting. They're not going to chase a rabbit down for a mile. They're going to hide behind a bush and jump out and get it. And if the rabbit happens to get away, they're not going to follow it for very long. So we don't, we don't walk them to build up muscle, for instance. You know, we walk them. And I use that term lightly because we don't really walk them. It's a very slow stroll. And it's really just the cat dragging us to places they want to explore, you know, because <laughs> it fulfills their curiosity. And again, it's really good mental stimulation. And, and mental stimulation is as much as important as physically burning off energy. So, we tend to think, how do you burn off pent-up energy in terms of a physical activity? And with cats, it's a little bit that, but it's also a lot of how do we engage them mentally in problem solving that they enjoy that will release some of that pent-up energy. Wow, this is really interesting. As always, this was a great episode on cat zombies. I mean, zoomies. <laughs> zoomies, not zoomies. zombies. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Okay, <laughs> just now waking up. Okay, zoomies. <laughs> this is awesome. So to all the listeners out there, I'd like to invite you to help support the work that Molly does. She provides this podcast and many other 
resources for free. She works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. And, by the way, our wonderful sponsor partners, VitaCraft, are sponsoring uh, a grant. They've set aside a few grants for people that can't afford a behavior consult. They're, you know... And so anyway, we're, we're starting actually to, to set that up where you can apply for a grant if you economically can't afford to, uh, to engage in a behavior consult. Wow. Good job. And thank you, Vitacraft. Mm-hmm. So, and Molly also does many other things she can do to keep cats out of the shelters. That's the primary reason that this is all about that, because a lot of cats have behavior issues and, you know, they don't know what to do with them. So they just uh, take them to the shelter somewhere. So she does everything she can do to keep them out of the shelter. So if you also care about cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. It's super easy. Just go to the store at catbehaviorsolutions.com. So it's super easy. Just scroll down to the bottom, pass the products to the bottom, and there are donation amounts you can add to your cart. No, no, don't, don't, don't just scroll down and add the donation amounts and check out. Stop and get some products that will help burn off the energy of your cat. We carry two really great wand toys. You know, one has feathers and crinkles and the other is a long, um, long, very long strip of felt that you can kind of like ribbon dance with your cat. (laughs) (laughs) Your zombie ribbon dance. Right, ribbon dance with your cat. There's all kinds of great stuff in there that'll help, you know, burn up energy in your cat. So be sure to check out all those cool things. And it's free shipping for orders over $49. So, you know, if you get like $30 of product and you're short, you could just, you know, stick in another $20 donation to us because we are all volunteer based. No one gets a salary and it, you know, it costs us money to stay on the air for Cat Talk Radio. So send us a little gratuity if you like what you hear on Cat Talk Radio. We very much appreciate it. And we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the, the number, number one, one cause of death, death in cats. cats. I think that might have been a perfect one. All right. Yay. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. 
Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.